Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Yay for Business podcast. This is episode 32. I'm Courtney Shaw, and we're going to be chatting about the top five topics, coaching topics that come up inside of Yay for 100K. I am going to reveal the biggest issues that we work on with our clients. So stay tuned. Okay, my little plug before we dive in is our conference is not very far away now. So I want to make sure that you get your ticket today over at CourtneyShaw.com forward slash conference. Uh, tickets are so, so, so affordable. This conference is valued at over $1,000 and we have some incredible speakers lined up. It's so focused. We're going to be focusing on how to really get your services streamlined, even if your services are really freelance right now or custom or writing proposals, how you could create a signature service, get that service booked out, and then turn it into your signature program. So if you're even just the least bit curious about this process, make sure to get a ticket for the conference. You really have nothing to lose. Even just one session showing up to that will be worth like, I mean, way more than 10 times the cost of the ticket. So please, please, please get that. We are not going to be hosting a conference like this again this year. So this is it. This is the way to sort of work with us in our most accessible capacity. Um, And I so look forward to chatting with you and getting to know you at the conference. So again, those tickets are at CourtneyShawl.com forward slash conference. And guess what? If you can't make the sessions live, no problem because we have clients and customers all over the world. You're going to get seven days access to all the recordings. So you just need to block out time that works for you during that week and you can binge watch all the sessions to your heart's desire. We also have a really special VIP bonus day on June 4th. More details about that, how to get access to that VIP bonus day, and extra special um, trainings I have for you um, after you get your ticket at no extra charge. So get your ticket and you'll find out how you can uh, join us on the 4th for our VIP bonus day. Now that said, um, you know, this conference is really such a great piece of value for our clients inside of Yay for 100K. And for those of you who are already in Yay for 100K, K, you know that like it's really easy to get into the grind of things, right? Like just that, especially this year, we can't travel, we don't have conferences, we don't have events. It's so easy to get into the week by week. This is my to-do list. This is what I have to get done. These are the things I need to implement from the program. And all that's great, right? All that's going to help us get results. It's important. We want you to implement the program. But what about having time to really pause, zoom out of the business and work on the business in a new way. I think that's what's so important and why this conference is so important for us to host and something for us to a value to give to our clients. And so on that note, what I want to share with you today is I want to talk about those five main topics that come up for our Yay for 100K clients. Obviously, we address all kinds of topics, but I really thought it'd be interesting to boil it down into the five most common sort of themes that we see. And you might resonate or hear yourself or see yourself in some of these examples. So I'm really excited to talk to you about that. Before I dive into the specific topics, I want to give a little bit about a little shout out to and a little love to our Yay for 100K 
coaching team because I don't know if you know this. I haven't been trying to hide it, but sometimes I just forget to mention it. I'm not the only one you're going to be working with inside of EA400K. I'm obviously a huge part of the program and I'm in there all the time and you'll see my face every week. Um, But we also have an amazing coaching team of coaches that we've really like, they've downloaded my brain. We've worked with them very closely. They, They have been through the entire program. They know how to give every type of critique the way that I would give it. They also bring their own expertise to the table. And I want to share this because a lot of times what happens inside of our Facebook group or on our coaching calls is I will have my my advice for our clients, right? Like, we'll have a client post about one of these topics that I'm going to share with you, and I'll have my take on it. But one of our coaches will have their own take on that topic and their own advice. And what what I love seeing is so more times than not, than not, honestly, I will see a post after a coach has already answered it or already supported a client on that post. And I'll go in and I'll read the coach's feedback and I'm like, oh, that's like way better than what I would have said. So I'm just like, yep, ditto, like ditto what they said. It's so wonderful to not just be limited by my brain, but to have, yes, my brain downloaded into this program and all my strategies and everything. Plus, like our coaches, I think our coaches are better than me because they have that plus their own expertise and their own perspectives and all of that. So um, and their own strengths and all of that. So it's really exciting. I just wanted to share that because really they're the ones that are supporting a lot of these questions and helping our clients have major, major breakthroughs. So let's open up the curtain. Let's talk about these five themes that we see inside of EA400K and talk about some, I'm going to anonymously bring up some examples of things that have happened and how our coaching approach is really collaborative and, you know, how we address um, these topics as well. So the first and biggest, oh, this is the biggest, biggest topic that comes up for our clients. And and I want to, I'm going to preface this by saying it doesn't always come up with them saying like, this is the thing I need help with. It'll often manifest as something else. And that's true for all of these things, by the way. Like, It'll often like the the question the client poses is a different manifestation. It's like it's manifesting as a very specific problem with a client or a very specific issue with sales or something like that. But our job as coaches is really to boil it down to, okay, what's the root problem here? Because we can solve, we can weed whack on the surface level. Cool. We solved that problem for you. But that root is going to produce a new problem in the future. So if we don't get in there and we don't sort of eradicate the weed from the, the root, then it's going to keep popping up. So our job is really to get as close to the root cause of the problem as possible. And the first way this shows up and the most common and just like this might be as much as 50% of what we we see inside of EA400K is client boundaries. All right. So this can show up as struggling with saying no to non-ideal clients, struggling with clients that are annoying you or making a lot of requests or not follow, like not doing what you want them to do. Um, It can show up as um, having to like let go of clients. I was just telling one of our prospective clients on Instagram because she's in a position where she had to let go of a client that was a huge monthly retainer for her. And, And what I told her is that is one of the most common things that we see inside Yay for 100K is you come into the program and you have clients, and especially if those people are on retainer, this probably happens 
even more is you realize you actually have to let go of a lot of those clients because they're taking up space and preventing you from getting to where you want to go. Um, so that's terrifying at first. And what's really cool with this potential client is, and I love being able to support her in Instagram this way, is that she was absolutely terrified about this a week ago, but today sent me a message saying now she feels free. She knows she's on the right path. She's so excited about it. And so I really want to encourage you to like take that scary leap if you know that a client is somebody that you need to let go of. And then the other way this can show up is just, um, and there's so many ways, but here's another way, is saying um, no to work that's outside of the scope of what you normally do. So a client asking for something that isn't normally included. Um, It can also be you feeling like you need to do more for clients and not knowing where you end and the next service provider begins, right? Um, I see this a lot. Like we can blame our clients up, down, and sideways for crossing our boundaries. But the most common way that I see this happen in Yay for 100K is actually our clients needing to uphold boundaries with themselves and their own services. Um, They're actually in a lot of ways perpetuating perpetuating this, which is so much harder. It's so much easier to be able to blame the clients. Um, But even when the client does something wrong, it's usually because we didn't set a clear boundary with them in the beginning. So here's some ways that we address this. So we have a client right now who has her own client who's a little bit like driving her nuts, (laughs) to put it lightly. And what we saw is that yeah, this client is driving you nuts. Okay, they're um they're not getting things done on time. They keep changing things, right? But like some of that is like that's on them. You know, like sometimes what we do as service providers is we take on the results. We're like, well, I need to get the client this massive result. So if they keep changing what they're doing, I can't get them a result. Now, what's on you is to communicate to the client what you need from them and say, look, here's what I need from you. It's best if you stick with this. That's what's going to help you to get the result. If you don't do this, here are the consequences of that. Here's what's going to happen if you don't follow it. So just sharing with the client, here's what's what we want to happen. And if you sort of keep changing things up on me, here's the consequences of that. All you can do is set your boundaries about what you will do and tell the client what your recommendation is. But then here's the trick. You have to let go. If you're a personal trainer and you give your client a workout plan, you cannot control them implementing that workout plan when they go home. All right. You can tell them, here's what happens if you don't do it. Right. Um, And you can tell them, you can even have a rule like, if you don't do the exercises, then we're going to repeat them. Here's the consequence to that, right? Like you can have like appropriate consequence. For me, one of them was uh, with my sales page CPR was if you don't submit your sales page copy to me by a certain date, you may forfeit your spot because I don't, I just have no, I have no patience for that. Like you have to respect my time. I respect your time. Get it done. Like if you, for any of us who went to university or college, like if you submitted a paper late, like it didn't get graded, it's done. So So I'm just like, yeah, that's how it is. Like you need to plan. If you don't do that, what happens is people will do whatever they want, right? And they're not trying to be annoying. They're not trying to drive you crazy. But if you don't have a a strict boundary on when things need to be done and what happens if they don't get it done, and then you start getting resentful, they're going to actually start to get resentful of you because you're not communicating what you need from them. You're expecting them to read your mind. So another situation we had was a client who needed um, her client 
client to submit some work by a certain date. Now, what I believe happened was she, it was in the contract that it needed to happen at this time, but she hadn't like explicitly said to the client, I need this by this date. So the date came and the our client said to her client, you know, I need this by this time or else I won't be able to, you know, do the work. And her client got a little bit frustrated because she was like, well, I didn't realize it needed to be done by this date. And like, I have all these, these personal issues and all of this and all of that. And so then you get, you get in these really icky situations where it's like, ah, now I have to kind of, I have to do it because I didn't communicate the boundary. So yeah, that's on you as a service provider. You have to learn and you do this by making these mistakes, right? Oh, that's something I need to communicate in advance that I have to get work by this day in order to have the turnaround time. And if not, here's what's going to happen, right? So You learn that as you go, but I think what we have to do is we have to shift out of always getting mad at our clients, and it's okay. They can irk us. It's totally fine. Um, But instead of getting mad at our clients, ask ourselves, what is the boundary I didn't set? Okay? Now, here's what I'm going to – I'm going to give you guys a little, like, notice here. There's a lot more to it than that, right? What ends up happening – if we dig deeper is oftentimes our clients, what comes up is it's not as simple as just setting a boundary. There's a lot of psychology and a lot of beliefs and a lot of stuff, like baggage they have around setting that boundary, okay? So we can say the strategy is you need to set a boundary. Cool, easy, right? Easier said than done. What is preventing that client from setting that boundary with their clients? Well, it's often, ooh, I don't wanna be a bad person. And this is this is where it's unique to each client, right? And this is where we our coaching comes in is, well, I don't wanna be a bad person. I don't I don't want the client to get mad at me. I feel like I'm being a bitch. Like I have to say, I feel like that sometimes when I have to set a lot of boundaries in a row, it's like, God, I'm really, I'm like the bitch today, right? Um, so what we want to hear is from our clients, and this is what we elicit as coaches, is what's the underlying fear? What's that underlying thing that you're afraid is going to happen if you set the boundary that prevented you from setting the boundary in the first place so that we can get it at the root and uproot it and not just be like, well, you should have set a boundary. That's your fault. We want to have that massive shift, not just that superficial shift on that one instance. We want to solve the problem so that in the future, it doesn't pop up as much. Now, here's what I will say is that with our clients, this is the one of the best things I've learned running this program for the last year or plus at this point. A, we get to learn about our clients over 12 months or more. We have clients in their second year now, is that every single client has a unique sort of tendencies or like patterns that we notice in those clients. And everyone is different. And so um, we have a client who will often like really overcomplicate her pricing and she'll be like, I have this new pricing structure. And then when we break down into like what's actually happening is she was just afraid people weren't going to buy things at a certain price. So she created this super complicated fix for it. Right. So instead of being like, yeah, that pricing sounds good or no, it doesn't work. We're, like we don't want to answer that pricing question, which pricing, by the way, is my next topic here is we want to get to like what is causing you to like create this this like very complicated solution. We haven't even identified that the problem is really a problem. So let's go back to that versus like us telling you if this solution is going to work because that's not of service to you as a client. So we notice that that happens. That's a pattern for one client. We have a client who really struggles. So I'm thinking of who like I notice really struggles with boundaries, but in a very specific way of like, really wanting to over-deliver for every single client, okay? Um, So that's another way that that can show up. And so we want to make sure we're paying attention to our clients' patterns over time. And this is the beauty of doing a program for a year. And one of the beauties is we get to know our clients very 
intimately and understand that there's consistencies in who they are as people, obviously, that are going to show up in very different obstacles that they're going to encounter over a 12-month period, which gives us multiple opportunities to help them to grow through those problems. We have a client in her second year right now who has grown so much as a person, who has gone from feeling very like reactive to things and and very like overwhelmed by changes and now went through a launch that was somewhat not what she expected. It was a good launch. She did great, but she had some higher expectations. And instead of getting like really upset about it, um, we had a call. I was so amazed. I told her, she goes, I noticed I was like having this happen. And I was like, well, that's cool. Like she was basically like, oh, now I can examine this and figure out what's going on. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. Like this is, this is what we've been working towards. So, and this is a client who, when she started working with us, had, didn't even know what boundaries were. <laughs> like no boundaries. Um, and now I feel like she's like a mini me. So I love it. It's so fun. Okay. So that's a lot on number one client boundaries, but you know, I have a whole podcast episode on boundaries and I love boundaries and I am obsessed with boundaries. So I will talk about them all day long. I think boundaries kind of seep into everything. that we are going to talk about. Let's talk about pricing. That's the second main theme. And pricing is a boundary, the boundary of this is how much you need to pay me in order for me to do this service. It's a boundary, right? So here's uh, some ways that pricing pops up in EA for 100K. And I'm sure, as you can imagine, a lot. (laughs) It's a huge topic in EA for 100K. It's a huge topic in any business program. So ways this shows up. Um, Number one, trying to justify raising your prices. So um, people get really scared about raising prices. They'll go through our client capacity calculator to see how many clients they need to have to hit their revenue goal. And they realize they have to double their price in order to hit their revenue goal. And by the way, if you haven't gotten the client capacity calculator, get that on our website right now, CourtneyShaw.com or CourtneyShaw.com forward slash calculator. You can download it. This is the reality check every single service provider needs. It's not a sexy thing. It's a necessary thing. This is what real business owners do, okay? Um, So we need to know how many clients we need to hit our revenue goal. Can we actually even deliver our service? Do we even have enough hours in a week to deliver our service to the amount of clients we need to hit our revenue goal? And that's what 90% of service providers have no idea. Um, So if you're in that case, you are far from alone. In fact, like, please come work with me because I love you. Like, I'm like, yes, we can help you so much because there's so much potential there. And what's going to happen is when you see, oh my God, I need to raise my prices, all this psychology is going to come up for you around what that means. And people are, I'm already struggling to sell at this rate and like people say I'm too expensive. So how, how can I double the price and get clients? Well, the truth is that it doesn't really have anything to do with the price. It has to do with your messaging, your positioning and your marketing. Okay. So that's what we do in phase one. One of our first exercises with our clients is the, the read your target client's minds exercise. It's one of the most important things we do in the program. And we need to make sure your positioning is on effing point, right? Like it will come back to it over 12 months. It will get refined and refined and refined because knowing how to talk about what you do so that when people see it, they go, oh, I need that is absolutely necessary. If you are a life coach or a career coach or a business coach or any kind of coach, I'm especially talking to you because we have got to tangibilize what you do and we've got to position it so that is so clear to people what those tangible results and benefits are from working with you. It can't be like changing your life and like feeling fulfilled and confident, not good enough, okay? it's That's why the clients aren't coming in, I promise you. So the sooner that you start to accept that, the better because I see people fight that for months and years and it's just struggle bus time for a long time and I was in that for a while too 
because when I first started my business, I wanted to teach people how to be happy. That was my that was my first business idea. Um, then I went into sales page copywriting, much more tangible. I was like, people are going to be happy because they have this awesome sales page copy. So I found like a much more tangible way of doing that. Okay, back to the pricing topic. Yeah, you're going to feel some kind of way about raising your prices. Full disclosure, we're raising the price of Yay for 100K in June. So um, this this conference um, this month is going to be your last opportunity to enroll to work with us at the current price. It's fully worth the raised price. That's why we're doing it. Um, but I have, every time I raise prices on any program, have a little bit of that like, ooh, like what's going to happen? Like it's a little nerve-wracking, right? So, um, but I've been through this enough that I know it, it's going to be totally fine. I have no no real doubts, but that lizard brain will pop up every so often. One of my coaches, Mariah Cause, I love the way she says this is, and, and we've I've had some Courtney rants on this as well in our program and our coaching calls is, you have got to get out of your clients' wallets. Stop trying to hack their bank accounts. Here's what I mean by this. You are judging how much money you think people have to pay you. You are assuming, and we have clients, and it's usually the clients who the most want to be of service and have the biggest hearts, but what they're doing is actually so infantilizing and enabling and disabling, I know that might sound like it's not possible, but to their clients by not respecting that their clients have money to pay for things. And I did this for a long time because I didn't have money to pay for things. And I thought that. And then I looked back and was like, no, I enrolled in B-School when I had $500 to my name. So I found when, – when, and I hate when people say, like, if you want it, you'll find the money. I don't – I think that's, like, very generalized, privileged thing to say. I think there is some truth in some nuance of that, though, that, like, someone can have the same amount of money in their bank account and all circumstances equal, and one person will say, I don't have the money, and one person will invest, okay? So you have got to stop making judgments about how much much money your clients are willing to spend on things for them. Your job is not to decide how much money they have or what they're willing to pay. That is ne- not even remotely what you do in marketing is like, how much money do they have to, pe- to pay for things? No. Because I will tell you, I've had people tell me that they don't have the money to pay for something that's $500 and then I see them buy something that's $5,000, okay? So it's not about not having the money. When someone says they don't have the money, what it really means is, now, unless it's just like they flat out don't have the money, but even then, this is a little bit at play, Okay. What it it also means is, to varying degrees, is I don't see the value in spending that much on this thing, okay? Um, Again, I'm trying to put a lot of disclaimers around this because I don't want to perpetuate this, like, if you want it, you'll find the money. I think in some instances that's true. I think if you really believe something's going to give you an ROI, like you're more willing to find the money to do it. I also think that can be really dangerous <laughs> advice to give people, especially people who are spenders and spend a lot of money and, and aren't getting ROI. So, you know, one thing Denise Stuffield Thomas says, and, and I have an inter- a podcast interview coming up with her that will be really great. We're going to talk about ADHD. It's an awesome interview. But we talk about the fact that, you know, she was saying um, she wanted to enroll in this big master mind that was like $18,000. And she almost like took out a credit card just to put it on a credit card. And instead she was like, no, like how many of my boot camps would I have to sell to get that? Right. And her boot camp is $2,000. So she's like, okay, I need nine clients, nine students in order to do this mastermind. So why don't I go sell to those nine people? I think that's a really healthy way of looking at it because you're still looking at the ROI. It's not just like, oh, let me find the money by like putting it on some 20%. APR credit card, which by the way, I've done that and like no judgment. It's personal decisions. Everyone gets to make their own decisions about their money to be very clear. 
But you need to get out of, so yes, you need to get out of your client's financial decisions. Okay. Now this is where I, I don't practice pushy selling. I don't, if someone's like, I don't have the money, I'm never like, yes, you do. I'm just like, okay, that's fine. Like no worries. Like let's like, let's go back to talking about your goals. Like, let's just forget about it for now. Right. Um, and I will, I will always remind people like, you know, if people are kind of like, I need to get clients before I join uh yay for hundred K. Sometimes I'm like, well, in some ways that's a little bit silly because like literally that's what we're going to help you do immediately. So like you could do it a lot faster with us, but also if that's your decision, that's totally fine. Like I respect that. So anyway, my, my rants about pricing aside, I have a whole podcast episode about pricing. I think one thing I want to encourage you to do is to base your pricing on what you know you need to take home to feel good about what you're offering, and then we can get the positioning and the marketing to match, okay? Um, but don't base the pricing on your fear of what other people are willing to buy. Because at this point in my business, I've had prices ranging from like dirt cheap $12 to closer to $10,000. And there's always people, you'll be, you'd be surprised how many people you know who are willing to spend more um, Um, but you're projecting your beliefs on them. Or you're just, you're hearing a lot of people say like, I can't afford it. And then you're like, oh, I must lower the price. No matter what price point you have, you're gonna have people saying, I can't afford it. I promise you. Um, And here's what I'm also gonna say. It's harder for me to sell these damn conference tickets than it is for me to sell my my much, much, much more expensive program, okay? So it's the pricing and the lower price does not mean more clients. It does not mean more money. Uh, We have clients who launch their programs the first time at like, let's say they launch it at like $500 and then they increase it to like $1,000 and they get fewer students and they kind of worry about that. But I'm like, but wait, but like you made the same or more amount of money. So wouldn't you rather have fewer students and more money? So you can really support those people versus like more students at less money. Um, So just remember, like the more you increase your price, the fewer clients and students you actually need. And it it is a balance. I'm not saying to just like come out guns blazing with incredibly high prices, but stop judging what other people can afford. Another point I want to make here is, and this is what we'll often tell our clients is, be the type of client you want to have. So if you are like, upset that people are not willing to afford you, but like you won't invest in anything, there's some energetic balance at play there. And I had this realization when I was stuck years ago at a price with sales page CPR that um, I wasn't going up in price because I wasn't investing my own business for a period. So what I did was I was like, okay, what do I need to grow? And I invested in a program. And then I was like, I now feel like I can energetically charge more for my service because I'm willing to spend that for my own business. So um, it's that in pricing. It's also like, if you're the kind of person who is being a PETA client, maybe like you're being a difficult client. We've all been difficult clients before. We've all been that client. I certainly have. You know, like that's not good juju either. So let's try to embody if I were the service provider, how would I feel about me as a client and, you know, paying people on time and being really respectful in email and having reasonable expectations about turnaround times and, you know, giving people good feedback, but also like critical feedback, but also telling them what they're doing really well um, are things that I would definitely encourage you to practice. So pricing is just a theme that we see a lot, mostly in the sense of when service providers come to us needing to raise their prices. It's absolutely terrifying. Um, And we see it almost every time. And I just want you to know preemptively you're not alone. 
Okay, the third topic I see the most is topics around list building. And the reason list building comes up, and I just did a podcast episode about this, but the reason that list building comes up is because it's constant, it's never ending, and it's the most important thing for you to do before you launch your program. Um, So this is the thing that takes the most time, patience, and work for our clients. And they can often get frustrated if it's not happening like as fast as they wanted it to or expected it to. You do need an audience to launch your program, right? Like, and we have a whole launch calculator for figuring out how how big your audience needs to be for that. So we 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 have calculators for everything. So you don't have to like guesstimate this. We'll have like a, we'll have some math for you to figure it out. But what I think can really hold our clients back from growing their lists is perfectionism. Perfectionism around the content they're creating, the opt-ins they're creating, etc. So what I want to offer you who are listening right now and as well as our clients is If you're going to be a perfectionist, this game is going to be very painful. My approach when it comes to content is just throw shit at the wall and throw strategic shit at the wall, right? Like we have a five by five content matrix for our clients to like come up with strategic ideas, but that's not supposed to box you into like you can only do these topics. It's supposed to inspire you to sort of start thinking in terms of more strategic content. Um, You can still post pictures of your dog. You can still post all that stuff. It's just like, let's also make sure that we're overcoming objections and misconceptions and giving some how-to content and stuff. But I want you to feel free to be creative with your content. Um, I want you to have fun with it. I want it to be light. Um, In my last podcast episode, I gave tons of strategies for this, and that was really my goal is I want to lighten things up a bit. This can start to feel really heavy. And for me right now, so let me tell you what I'm doing right now. Recording this podcast, what I did was, and you might have heard me say this already, but I rented a podcast or a recording studio. It's like 25 bucks an hour, so cheap. I brought my own computer, my own microphone uh, that you can rent the equipment for a bit more. I think it's maybe a hundred dollars an hour. Um, and I, this morning woke up and was like, hmm, what are the episodes I'm going to record this afternoon? And I had general ideas. I'd already mapped out some of the content that was lucky. I'm not always that prepared. Um, but I just, I'd spent about 30 minutes outlining, outlining, outlining uh, four or five podcast episodes. And I'm going to sit here, I'm going to record four or five podcast episodes, but I'm not sitting here being like, oh my God, that'd be perfect. I have to say this. I have to say that. I just hit record and I go. And sometimes I might stick my foot in my mouth and sometimes I might say things that offend people and I will always be sorry about that, (laughs) but I'm not going to stop and wait until I have the right words and the perfect way of saying things. And this is why my content gets created. This is why my YouTube videos went up regularly. This is why my Instagram content goes up regularly is because I'm not a perfectionist about it. It's just get stuff out there. So make marketing your number one priority. But in that, what I mean is just like always be marketing, like always be collecting content. Um, you Maybe you're listening to this episode and it's making you think of something, an opinion you have about something or you disagree with me about something, which is totally cool, right? Um, you disagree with me about something and you want to create content to say your opinion. It doesn't even have to be like, Courtney said this and I say this. Oftentimes I'll do that. I'll create content being like, this is my opinion about something and it's based on me disagreeing with someone else, but I don't like call them out. You can also, you can call me out. It's totally fine. I'm not trying to prevent you from calling me out, but just like let yourself naturally 
generate that content. And I just said the word generate and it reminded me that, you know, I have a, I have a really good friend, uh, Bria, who is a human design expert. If you haven't heard of human design, it's, it's fascinating and I'm not going to be able to explain it, but um, basically it uses like astrology and all this stuff to like tell you your design as a human. And it's really cool. And there's different types. It goes so deep. I've done two deep dive sessions with Bria. I so recommend you hire her if you can afford to get a session with her. She has these unblock your business sessions where um, she basically tells you how to align yourself with running your business. I digress. I'm a generator. So I react to the world around me. So COVID's been hard because there's less to react to. So I was a lot less inspired. But for me to get out in the world and engage and read books and talk to people, that's where I get my content. A lot of my podcast ideas come from coaching calls with our clients, and then it sparks me to have an idea. So you might not get content the same way as me, but I think you need to figure out how you do get content and what works for you. And you need to just do that and ignore everything else. All right. The fourth topic that comes a lot up a lot for our clients is booking consistent clients is we have a rule and our rule is that you don't get to create your program until you book out your clients. And it's not like a, a scary rule and it's not something that we're like, we're not like on top of people about this, but we want to explain that the whole point of what we do is we want you to have consistent revenue and freedom and not be worried about where the next dollar is going to come from. And that the best way to do that is to really streamline those services, get them booked out and have that revenue coming in from really great clients. Okay. So we know everyone's really eager to launch their program, but we want to make sure those clients are getting booked out first. So then when we enforce that with our clients, they're like, okay, wait, but like, ah, like, how do I get booked out? So what happens is there's very simple ways to get booked out with clients, which we teach. And what happens, we notice is like, our, then our clients, they'll get themselves booked out, but then they're booked out and they stop marketing their services. So then they get frustrated, like, I was booked out and now I'm not, and now I'm stressed and ah. And like, so what we want to make sure, and this is what we tell our clients, is that you are marketing your services regularly. That even when you are booked out, you're marketing your services regularly using some of the strategies we teach. So for example, I've talked about this a lot in the podcast, but every week on Instagram or whatever your, your social media platform is, is, is sharing how people can work with you. You can put it in a slew of Instagram stories or something like that, but it's all like you don't stop doing that because you currently have clients booked for the next couple of months. You keep doing it. This is your business. It's all the time activity, not a this month I have clients. Now I don't kind of thing. We don't want to get into that cycle. So if you need to outsource that to your VA, have your VA do it. I don't do that because I would forget to do it as well. Have someone else do it. This is indirectly slash directly going to book you more clients. So this is exactly the kind of task that you want to give to your VA. Um, so we want your we want that to be sort of boring and easy, which isn't, you know, for ADHD brains, that sucks. We need stimulation and excitement and fun and new. Um, but we want the boring and easy regular um, promotion going out. You also want to make sure that you're mentioning your services everywhere so that if I go to your Instagram instantly, I know how to hire you. If I download your freebie through that freebie, you're basically selling me on your services. If you have a podcast, then you're sharing how, how to come work with you. Like it's always like, as Denise always says, like all roads lead to boot camp, And it's like, everything needs to lead to your offers. Nothing is just existing by itself outside of an offer. It's all leading there. So making sure that you're doing that. And then this is again, really unsexy, but 
the biggest way to book clients is to go back to what relationships you already have and ask for referrals or let people know that you're booking. Like you have to communicate that regularly. So having a monthly email that goes out to past clients, offering them another opportunity to work with you if you have a repeatable service or, um, you know, reaching out, ask people if they know anyone who would be a great fit for your services, uh, making sure your current clients know that you book clients based on referrals. That's how service providers get clients period. Okay. Um, All right. Finally, the fifth biggest topic that comes up inside of VA for 100K is being too busy. (laughs) Oh, this one. This is the one. This is the one. Okay. So not having time to work on your business. And these are our clients who we notice like they're in the program and then they don't participate. So we want to make sure it's really clear. Like, You need to block off time on your calendar to work on your business and F off all other work during that time. This is on you, my friends. If you've gotten this far in this podcast episode, this is you working on your business. So congratulations. But this is on you, okay? You are allowing client work and everyone else's needs to come into your space. So I need you to stop checking your email and your phone and all that stuff during the time that you work on your business. Let people get mad. They won't get mad, by the way. They'll figure it out. But you are feeling, you are loving being needed and you're loving being at the beck and call of people, even though it's stressing you out. You have got to protect your time so much more. You have to work on your business. Now, I just did some podcast episodes about like CEO time and Service Smackdown for service providers is one of our top episodes of all time. It's, I think, episode 10. Um, I've talked about this a lot, but this is a huge problem. It really is the reason I created for 100K and I want to save you from this trap, but you, I, I cannot force you to make time to listen to me. You have to do that and stop being a victim to your business. Like point blank, I feel for you. It's hard, but like there's nothing else that we can do or any coach can do until you say, Monday mornings, I work on my business. Nothing else comes in during that time. And then you have boundaries on your own self. Okay, that you don't check email or phones and things during that time. Let it go to voicemail. Let the email sit in the inbox. Guess what? I am the slowest to respond to stuff. I am the I am the least available person ever, and it's totally fine. So you probably have a lot of fear around like, oh my God, people aren't gonna function without me. You've got to let it go. You gotta force yourself to be very uncomfortable in that, okay? Folks with this problem get caught in a catch-22 of not having time to work on the business. And then because of that, their business doesn't grow. And then they take on more clients that aren't a good fit. And they just, they're just like in this endless cycle of not growing their business. They're convinced that more client work is the answer. And it's literally the problem. They're prioritizing client work over everything else. So if a client comes and is, wants to work with them, they will squeeze every ounce out of their day to fit in more client work. Um, this absolutely comes from a place of scarcity and lack. And we We've had clients successfully get out of this for sure. I won't lie. We've also had a couple clients not successfully get out of this. And they've still had a lot of growth. But this problem is so... Oh, it's so problematic. It's such a big one. And so I I passionately am pleading with you if you are in this position to please block off CEO time for your business and just start with not doing – you don't even have to have plans during that time. Just don't do anything. Just don't do client work during that time. Client work is not the work. 
All right. You are working in your business, not on your business. You're not a business owner. You're just a glorified employee in your business. And it's super stressful. Um, so we need to swap that. We have to prioritize working on your business, being the CEO. And then in your business is not your job. You need to hire people. You need to get help um, if you're in that position. And you also need to be willing to say no to clients. And uh, that here again is where we would in the A400K want to dig into the root cause of what's happening there. What is the fear, right? Like I said earlier, what's that core fear of what's going to happen if I say no to these clients, right? Um, And so that's really our strategy for getting people unstuck from that problem, number five, which we see a lot. So just a quick recap, those five themes are client boundaries, pricing, list building, booking consistent clients, And having too many clients, not having time to work on your business, okay, being too busy. We're going to be talking about a lot of this stuff at our conference. These things are are pillars, right? Like, especially like some of them are more strategy, like booking more clients, list building, pricing, the client boundaries and not having time to work on your business go hand in hand. That's where we get into that mindset stuff that we'll talk about. Um, and we're going to have a whole panel on being booked out, our booked out bosses, our, our clients who are booked out and talking about what changes they've had to make and and how they've, they're getting booked out and also what they didn't expect would happen when they booked out, right? Um, and what that transition starts to look like going from having a booked out service-based business to launching a course. All right. So again, go get your ticket, CourtneyShaw.com forward slash conference. I know I'll see you there. Um, if you've made it this far in this episode, like you better be joining us because... <laughs> Clearly, this t- these topics are resonating with you. Uh, it's exactly what we're going to dive in on more. So this is just a teaser. This whole podcast is just a teaser for the conference, um, which is awesome and more in depth, and also just a teaser for Yay for 100K. Right? It's all like it's all stepping stones, right? So you get to decide how far you want to go. But the conference is the most accessible way to work with us at the highest value, and it is literally just this one time this year. We will not be doing another conference this year. So um, this is your opportunity to get that. I'm pleading with you. Um, I'll have a little outro after this that's pleading with you. So go over to the CourtneyShaw.com forward slash conference. Get your ticket now. I will see you there. Thank you so much for listening. And I will chat with you next week. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you love today's content and are ready to finally start making a full-time income from your business this year, make sure to get on the wait list for my program, Yay for Clients, over at yayforclients.com, and you'll be notified the next time enrollment is open. Or if you're already booked with clients and you want to learn how you can turn your signature service into a signature program, and add 100K of revenue to your bottom line, come apply to my group coaching program, Yay for 100K over at CourtneyShaw.com forward slash apply. Thanks again and have an awesome day.